Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Huggers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official has a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. Patty buddy, to me. Patty buddy, to me. Patty buddy, do you send job? Patty buddy. I lost it. Ready? Got me back. Feels <laughs> great. So, tell tell me a bit about yourself. What do you do? Who who you seen? Hi. No, I'm Kevin. Kevin and City on all major social media platforms. Yes. Uh, I own Weeked Out with my partner, so right, I'm right. here. Uh, have we have a stall. I did see it. You so guys taking photos. Yeah, we're having a gay time. Yeah. Good. Okay. She's in a matching sequin suit today because, you know, slay together, stay together. That's what I say. So we run a podcast, obviously. Okay, uh, cute. Drag me out. We talk about local drag queens. We promote their stuff for free. We're not, we don't, we don't take money for it. This is well, all we we do this just to get our name out. Cute. Um, we, obviously, we met Shazza through last what? year's Melbourne Drag okay. Expo. And yeah, that's basically cute. it. Where are you guys based? Uh, so I live in Wollongong and Cass, who I co-host, I don't know where she went, uh, but she lives in Mossman. Okay, nice. Yeah, so yeah, so Mossman's a very big drag community, if you didn't know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're not aware. <laughs> How long have you been doing? Uh, so the Glitter Kings kind of existed maybe like three or four years, mm-hmm. but like I did drag before drag was cool. Oh, so yeah, the first time I was in drag was 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before drag race existed, before things, when it was subversive, when it was like, difficult and scary to do and like I don't yes a little scary to do but like just when it was like more of a statement I just don't like a very pretty woman uh so my drag has evolved into this I was gonna say so, so did you start off as like full, I did full weird. drag like traditional like baby like but it was like drag back then and in North America just like 
not as elevated as Australia is already. So it was always kind of like female impersonation almost, but like I wasn't looking like a female. So right. <laughs> I don't know who I was impersonating. Uh, but yeah, so like I did drag then as like a hobby and like to fit in with like my group of friends and like that's when drag queens kind of raised me when I first came out. And then I just like at my heart, I'm a drag queen and just I just present in a more masculine way. Same so good. masculine. <laughs> so masculine. Um, I did have a question for you. How do people find you? Where do, oh, oh, at Kevin in the City. On all major social media platforms. Definitely follow that. Yeah. But yeah, of course. Well, thank you for sitting down. No worries. Thanks. And well, shoot me a follow and I'll shoot you a follow back. Are we actually filming? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's like, great, right? Is that, is that filming? Welcome to Drag Me Out. I'm Cass. I'm not pregnant, but scared the crap out of my husband. Oh, did you? Who went to, like, he's like, I almost woke you up at three o'clock in the morning because that's when he was watching it. <laughs> it's like, you scared the crap out of me. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> and we're going to talk our usual shit for however long Haley can be bothered to make this podcast. Might not actually be very long today because, like, I've got stuff to say, but I don't know if it's, like, a lot. I've got a lot. Don't worry. I can fill it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You can carry the ship for this episode. I've been very productive. This has been a productive week. Well, tell me about it. How's your week? All right. So, bought a house. Yeah. Accidentally. How that happened was I made a lowball offer. Didn't think they were going to accept it. They accepted within an hour. And I was. That's what happened. When I bought my apartment all of those years ago, I, I, I'm i going to just hijack your story for yep. a second because otherwise I'm going to forget. And so what happened was I got the pre-approval for a home loan and I stupid reason for buying it, like an absolutely stupid reason. It was my ex got together with someone and they were together and I couldn't make, I couldn't make sense of why they were together. And we just, we got into this argument and I said, why? why are you with her? And she has, because she, at least she owns something. So I went, fuck it. Went and, own, went and bought an apartment, right? I'm an owner now. Yeah. And so I always remember we're talking well over a decade ago and I bought a two bedroom apartment. Um, and the asking price was two twelve, and I came in at one seventy five. Now I was downstairs. I said, uh, 175 like this. And I'm having a cigarette. The real estate agent went upstairs, came back down and said, they've accepted it. I didn't even finish the smoke. Like I hadn't finished the smoke. That's how short a time it was. But please. So you lowballed. They accepted within the hour. Yeah. So I contacted, they must have had a viewing. So it was right on the cusp of the new financial year, which everyone's waiting for the stamp duty exemption for July 1st or whatever it was. So no one around here was making many offers. And we had only been house shopping since the Saturday before. So my husband saw two before I came home from work and then I saw another two and then I organized another two during the week. Um, Then I organized the one with the realtor, which my husband didn't see with me. And the one with the realtor was the one I was like, I like this. Um, And so... That was on the Thursday. By the Friday, that was the 31st, I made the offer, 30th of June. 30th of June, I made the offer. It was accepted, and then I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) 
So being, I hadn't even got pre-approval. Yeah. So we were supposed to see my friend who is a loans officer for ANZ on the following Monday to do all the home loan stuff, do the pre-approval. I call her and I'm like, I just made an offer and it got accepted. She's like, you did what? I was like, sorry, sorry about it. Yeah. So we did all the application process. I got a 10-day cooling off period. I, because you can do five days. Mm -hmm. This is what they need to teach in school. I've yes. had this discussion with someone. They need to teach you how to do your taxes, yeah, how you to build good podcast. credit. Did I? Oh, I don't watch it. Um, <laughs> so... They need to teach you this because I had no idea. I had to learn within two hours of what mm -hmm. I needed. So we did the loan application. Um, so I made the offer on Friday, got the 10-day cooling off period. By the Monday, the loan application's been put in. I made her work all weekend. She hates me now. But not really. She loves me. And anyway, so then I had to get a conveyancer. Yep. Um, so that had to be done. I had to get a building and pest inspection. By the way, this all costs money. Yes. Letting everybody know. And it's up to me now. So if the finance fall through, falls through, I had to get the valuer from the bank. So when the interest rates were lower, like the 1% or 2% mark, valuers weren't coming out to properties. But now that the interest rates are so high, um, they're coming out to properties. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I haven't even got full approval yet, but it should happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The valuer's valued the house what we because they don't actually value it anymore from what you pay for it it's just if it's under and there's something wrong with it yeah um so yeah it's kind of moved our settlement dates at the end of august um it's tenanted at the moment so you know if they when we went in and had a walkthrough with the building and pest they had already started packing so i think they're aware that they need to leave um, but yeah, so the reason that I sort of made the offer on the Friday was because Saturday they were having an open home and I knew that it would go on the Saturday Yeah. or they would get the offer for asking price. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been packing like a maniac because I go to work, back to work next week and I won't have any time to pack. Um, yeah. Pretty much, that's, that's my week. Do they still do the, um, you you need to put a 1% de one deposit? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, See, this is the other thing that they need to teach you because I got offered, I, I made the offer and it got accepted and everything, and then they're like, oh, you need to come up with a 1% deposit. I went, what? It's, um, it's, it does vary on the amount, but this one was 0.025%. Yeah. So if so you I had paid to, that. I'm and then pulled out, you lose that. Yeah. But I yeah. remember like going, I don't have it. And I think it was like, I think it was $485. I don't know why I remember the number, but I do. Well, and they said, oh, sense. you need to come in tomorrow with $485. And I'm like, I don't have the money. <laughs> I didn't have the money. And then they go, you got a home loan. And I went, yeah, but I don't get paid for another week. <laughs> I don't have the money. So like ringing up my mum going, can I borrow $485 for the deposit for the apartment that I bought? And she's like, what? <laughs> but I, you know what I did that was really fucking depressing and I wish I hadn't done it was I calculated the mortgage repayments and how much we would pay over the 30 years 
Yep. And it was more than double the property. Yep. Just on obviously the interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really important, people, is to make extra mortgage repayments because it reduces it massively. Also had, refinance um, every couple of years. I don't know. I don't know if they still do it. So what I used to do was I used to I have the credit card attached to the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do was my pay would go in to the mortgage and then I would just take out what I needed. I'm not sure. Right. So what was happening was I was smashing the interest, Mm. right? And then they tell you to make weekly payments instead of monthly or fortnightly because there's more more payments in a year. Like there's 52 payments in a year. Yeah. Like or 25, 26 or whatever it is a fortnight. You either pay your mortgage fortnightly or weekly. Yeah, so we pay weekly because my husband gets paid weekly, so it's just easier. Um, but yeah, it's still a fucking shit ton. It's double what we're paying here in rent. Mm-hmm. But we're ready to move on. This is, we're ready to go. Yeah. That was my week. It's going to be the next two months. That's why Drag Expo is just like the last thing on my mind right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, how was your week? It was, um, action packed. It was exciting. It was tiring and long. Mm-hmm. Started the new job. Uh, I thought I was going to struggle on the first day because, like, you know, you don't know anybody or whatever it was. And and then we finally got to our first little, they, they were like, oh, you can, we can have a morning tea break. And I was like, God, I'm dying for a cigarette, hey. And I was like, I can't possibly be the only person in this induction thing that, smokes and um and then I kind of looked at everyone and went oh I think I am and then this little voice goes does any other bitch here smoke <laughs> and then you're like we're gonna be best friends <laughs> that's exactly pretty much what happened I went I do and he goes that's great and grabbed onto my arm and we walked off to the other the other set of lives so we could go down for a cigarette uh by the end of the day we were in love and he's now my work husband um and he's a sweetheart he's family obviously Um, yeah so um yeah we we've just basically you know hooked on to each other I mean I already know some of the people who work there Mm -hmm. because I've worked with them in my previous job but um it was actually quite nice to meet somebody different Mm -hmm. and go oh okay well you know so um yeah uh just Living my new life in my new job, I am well in the. I am definitely in the beginning of the honeymoon period, but I actually feel more comfortable in this job than I did in my previous job, and I loved my previous job for a very, very long time. You did, um, and I actually have a better feeling about this job now than I did about the other one. And as I said, I loved that job. So hopefully that that feeling goes on for for quite a while. Um, <clears throat> so that took up all of my week. I actually had to go into the office four days, four whole days, fucking commuting with the fucking unwashed masses, <laughs> Gen Pop, 
Um, and then I finally got to work from home on Friday and that was good. And then last night, this is going to swing right into my fucking pancreas. Okay. So last night we went and saw Julia Morris. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, I got I got more about my week that I forgot. Okay. Well, we went to Julia Morris and we had a great time, but I do have a pancreas moment about it. And we will talk about that after whatever it is that you have to say. Please. So I did post it in the group chat. However, um, I'm because I'm we're selling a bunch of shit. Yeah, you did comment, so um, you do know about it. So I I sold my lounge downstairs, and the two lesbians that came and grabbed it, not assuming it was clearly blatant. Anyway, um, they brought a ute that wasn't theirs to fit the lounge, and as she was turning around, she got. Her front left tire, I heard this, and I'm like, oh, no. And I looked, and she's got the ute perfect that it completely blocks our driveway. There's no way around it. I could barely squeeze between the gap, between the brick wall and her car. So I had to wake my husband up. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll, We'll fix it. You have a spare tire. There should be one underneath. Let's let's try and fix that. Then we'll deal with the lounge stuff. And so my husband came out, you know, like he whinges that he had to get out of bed. But then you know how men get when they're all like, let me show how manly I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew as soon as he got out there, he'd be like, oh, I'll do this. So he gets out, he goes, and then they realize that they don't have a jack because they had just moved themselves. So they've taken all the stuff out of the car. Right. They, I had to get the jack out of the barina. The barina's not going to jack up a ute. So then I was like, okay, let me go for a walk. See, see around here who's home. Walk across the driveway and up the driveway straight ahead, there's two big utes. And I'm like, right, okay. So I walk up the driveway. There's no front door. I walk up these random stairs and then I'm on someone's back deck. And I, I, caught, I heard someone pottering around. So I was like, hello. Like, is anyone here? I'm not here to rob you. I just want your attention. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, what's up? And I was like, do you have a jack for a big car? He's like, I've got everything. What do you need? And he got those big yellow fucking fuck off jacks that just jack up trucks. So he brought those down. He had apparently just broken his leg, took a day sick off work. It was absolutely lovely. I should buy him a case of beer, actually. I'll do that. Um, he came down and, you know, both the men are changing the tire. So we got the tire fixed onto the fake tire. Um, while they were doing that, we pulled the lounge out. They got the lounge on the truck and then they left. They had to do two trips. I felt really bad because they tried to haggle with me with the lounge. That's going to lead into my pancreas with fucking Facebook marketplace. But anyway, it all worked out in the end. I didn't know why they didn't know how to change a tire. Seems pretty stock standard when you get your lesbian card, isn't it? Oh, well, I knew how to change a tire before that, but because <laughs> it's it's actually not that difficult. You jack, you loosen the nuts a bit, then you lift the rise of the car, then you take the you undo the nuts even more, take them off, take the tire off. And then what you do is you replace it with the fresh, good tire. Then you put the nuts on and with your hands and then you lower the car and then you tighten up the nuts. It's not that difficult. It is it's common actually, sense. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's daunting. I think it's daunting. 
Really? I've never had to do it. I've done it a couple of times. It's not that difficult. And I've done I'm, it when I thought it was straight. I'm too pretty to do that. I'll just sit back and let the men swing their dicks at each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, okay. Julia Morris. Oh, you know my feelings about her, but go ahead. I thought you liked Julia Morris. No, she annoys the shit out, especially on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. No, she's great. She was no. so funny. No. Like she, she, was so funny. she was funnier on Taskmaster. Anyway, let's let's not quibble about Julia Morris. It was a great show. Fucking funny. We pissed ourselves laughing. She told some great stories about her divorce. Oh, my pancreas. As we were sitting there waiting for the show to start, these four women holding the plastic glasses of wine, mm-hmm. the girl who was the, the fourth one out of the four, um, you could actually hear her coming before you could see her coming, right? You could hear, you know, they're like, and I turned around to my wife and I said, if these four bitches are going to be fucking annoying, I'm just going to kick the back of all of their fucking chairs, right? So we paid X amount of dollars to go and see Julia Morris. We went to pay to see and hear her, not the fuzz mouth bitches that were in front of us, right? So there were a couple of times there where Julia's getting to the punchline of whatever story it is, right? We're laughing through the story and you're like, the punchline's going to be good if the story's good, right? And then this woman's going, oh, no, oh, dear, what did you do? Like type thing. And so that broke Julia Morris's rhythm because Julia had to address her. As in, like, she turned around and she goes, oh, that's right, like this. And then she couldn't get to the punchline because this bitch broke the rhythm. Right. So anyway, not going to go into the details of the divorce because basically she said during the show that, she had been touring for six weeks. She left it all out there. People had the opportunity to put it on social media. We were the second last show of her tour. No one has said anything to media or on social media about the divorce, about the reasoning behind it, right? But so she goes into the details of some of it and um, she's starting to get a little bit descriptive of of things and just when you know she's getting to the really raunchy risque part of it this fucking bitch in front of us goes oh don't go there girlfriend right so of course julia has to say something and she says oh yeah no you're right i probably shouldn't and i'm like sitting there it's almost like i had blue balls like she this fucking stupid fucking bitch but what made it worse was the loud thing where Julia ended up having to address it was about three or four times, but it was the fucking running commentary the whole time. Bitch, I didn't pay to see you. I paid to see the, the, the chick up on the stage. I did not pay to hear you fucking comment every single time. Without fail. There was like a, huh. Oh, no, that sounds, but it was so loud. And then the fucking bitch next to me was doing the same. Not my wife. My wife was on the other side. <laughs> but the, the bitch next to me was fucking doing it as well. And they were, like, turning around to their friends going, ah, can you imagine? And I'm like, well, yeah, because she, I actually can't imagine because the woman I paid to see is actually trying to describe it for us. I didn't pay to hear you. 
But I'm paid to listen to you. Your job as an audience member is to sit, sit there, shut the fuck up and listen to the person that we all paid to see. It's very annoying. I was very ticked off, but Joe was funny. <laughs> very, very funny. I have the same but, thing at Arj Barker. We bought, so the lady who was selling it bought, had three tickets and then she sold two of the tickets and one of the tickets, her friend still went. But That's the like friend, stuff. the friend was like off her face, and then like every time Arj would end a sentence, she'd be like, "Oh no!" and "Oh, that's so funny that happened to me!" and "Oh, oh!" like I'm just looking at my husband and being like, "I just want to punch her." Oh, it was doing face. my fucking head in, but I did not allow it to detract my enjoyment of the evening. So yeah. Gaggle of Karens ruined. If the you show. are in an audience, please remember that the 1,500, 2,000 people who are also in that audience with you did not pay to see or hear you. Person up on the stage, that's who we paid to see. Keep your mouth shut and just watch and listen. I don't even know if it was heckling, but at the same time, it kind of felt like it was. It's more heckling than the audience. And I was just like, you know what? Like, if she fucking kept it up, I was just going to grab her fucking hair and just fucking yank her back. Mm. But that meant that I had to move and I was in a very comfortable position. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. So, yeah. Pancreas, first thing. What was your pancreas? So, don't know if you've heard, Porterhouse. I'm a homeowner now. Well, no, you're not. Not, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're downsizing. Can't bring everything. Don't want to bring everything. I'm downsizing as we go, so it's not so like overwhelming. So I'm putting heaps of stuff on marketplace. Some's free. Some's you know a couple of big ticket items. Um. But it's like, this is what people do. This is, pretend this is my phone, right? And they send a text to Messenger. Is this available? Yep. You write back instantaneously, yes. And then they go, yeah. And then they never touch their phone again. Sure. So that's what pisses me off. Like, And then, okay, the haggling. Like, unless I say... Nearest offer, or if I say price is firm, all the questions, I'm, I, all my questions are answered. Cash on pickup only. This is the pickup location. Price is firm on other sites. I am super clear in my descriptions. I'm super clear, you know, nothing wrong with it. Good conditions, fair, whatever. There's a few marks here or there, whatever. I'm very clear. I still get where is pickup. Do you take pay ID? No, you fucking scammer. Cash only. Oh, but I need to get my brother to pick it up and then he has to ship it. Can you pay for the courier? No, scammer. Stop asking me where the pickup location is when I've said it in the ad. Read the ad. Just read. That's all I'm asking. I don't care if you want to say, is this still available? I write yes and then you throw your phone. That's fine. I answer a ton of those. But don't, when I say 
like I, I sold a gaming chair today. It was a hundred bucks. I should have put it at 150 and then people would have offered me 100 and been like, I'll take it for 100. But because I put 100 and my price was firm, if I didn't sell it, I was taking it with me because it was almost brand new. It's been used twice. You know, I'd rather actually kind of give it to someone I like. But anyway, I had all these people, oh, would you take 75? Oh, would you? I'm like, oh, I'm doing a gaming room for my daughter and blah, I feel blah, I need it. And I'm like, then pay the 100. Between two and three hundred brand new, depending on where you get it from. Go buy it brand new. This has been used twice. It's basically brand new. It's got dust on it because it's just been sitting in a room. Stop offering me 75. But I've been very good. Normally, if they haggle with me on Facebook Marketplace, I'm like, yep, sure, I'll take it. But now I'm like, no, thank you. And I move on to the next. But yes, Facebook Marketplace. Just the people on it, man. Then I have to be very wary that I'm going to be robbed. Apparently that's a thing now. More in Queensland, I feel. Probably. It was on the news a couple nights ago, people robbing people of Facebook Marketplace. Someone's, someone was murdered because of Facebook Marketplace, weren't they? Mm, that, could been, that could have been Tinder. No, 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 no. It was Marketplace because I remember when I had to buy some of the stuff for a drug expo, I did it through Marketplace and I'm like, thank God I got out alive. It was a couple of weeks before then. Um, I've I've purchased off Marketplace, as you know. Mm-hmm. I have been successful a couple of times and then there was that bitch at fucking Hornsby. Oh, yeah. Who uh, goes, yeah, be there at X time. And I was there not only 15 minutes earlier, but I waited for 15 minutes as like after the time as well. And then she was like, oh, and then I, I just said to her, I said, like, my time is very valuable, so fuck off. And then she's like, can you possibly come back? I'm like, no. Like, unless I'm going, you know, say tomorrow I'm going into town. So if I'm going past your house and you're at home, I can drop it off for you. But if you fuck me over and you're not at home, then that's it. Move on to the next person. The other thing is, like, there's a few things I'm lenient with. Like, this lady's like, oh, I've got a chronic illness and my car's in the shop. And it's only a free item anyway. She's like, will you hold it for me? I was like, yeah, shut it around. Just chuck it back in the cupboard. Message me when you're ready to grab it. It's free. Either that or it's going in the bin. I don't really care. So I'm getting more brutal as the more things I sell. Um, but I made about 800 bucks this weekend, so. Nice. is bursted. What are you going to talk about? We can talk about fatal attraction first. Sure. All right. I'll give you the rundown because Cass hasn't seen it in quite some time. Basically, it's the movie in the 80s that stopped men from having affairs. Yeah. So Glenn Close, not Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's the other one. Sharon Stone's in Basic Instinct. That's the one. Um, Glenn Close, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. And... You know, he has an affair with a woman. Not really sure why. Just does it. He has a penis. He uses it. And then that woman, Glenn Close. Um, like her host beast. Doesn't really want the affair to end like he does. Thinks it's a relationship. Uh, she stalks him, pours acid on his car, uh, kills a bunny. Boils the bunny. We'll get to that in the... And then, uh, so there was actually a few different endings. So 
in the original the original one that they released <clears throat> she planted his fingerprints on the knife and then killed herself right that was the original it right. didn't test well with the audience so then they decided to reshoot the ending and make it more violent so that's why they had Dan's wife kill uh an archer who's that no yeah. beth Dan's wife beth sorry um, the only untainted character shockingly shoot and kill Alex as a statement of preserving the American family. Good for her. Miracle. Um, cool. this movie, and I've got the facts. I did done did my homeworks. This movie is where Bunny Boiler came from. Yes. Uh, it's because she boiled the rabbit. Very brutal. It's a bit much. And, yeah, it's defined as after a relationship breakup, the person who wants some kind of revenge, like stalking, harassment, um, obsessive and dangerous female in pursuit of a lover who has spurned her. So, yeah, um, Oprah said it was a bit over the top. Didn't really like the bunny part. I thought it was gross too. Glenn Close actually has the knife in her kitchen that they use. It was made out of cardboard. Um, she says it's a work of art and it's nice for our guests to see it. It also lets them know that they can't stay forever. Uh, she says that her, the movie saved more than a few marriages. The film shows what happens when a married man lets his guard down and embarks on an affair only to have it destroy his life. That movie struck a very, very raw nerve. Our feminists hated the movie and that was shocking. They'd felt they'd been portrayed because it was a single working woman who was supposed to be the source of all evil, but now Alex is considered a heroine. Men still came up to Glenn Close and said, you scared the shit out of me. Sometimes they say, you saved my marriage. Probably not a great thing. Anyway, um, one of the reasons the film was so controversial in a negative way is uh, depicted how it depicted mental illness. Um, but Glenn Close saw two psychiatrists um, before filming. Um, so she said that Alex, the crazy psycho, suffered from what's called a rotomania, um, a condition in which a person wrongly believes a person is in love with them. Uh, Close spoke to two psychiatrists in preparation for a role and neither said Alex's behaviour, especially the bunny boiling, was because of mental illness. Uh, never did a mental disorder come up, never did the possibility of that come up. So Close said, of course, this would be the first thing I would think of now. She also said I would have a different outlook and played the character differently. Um, Fatal Attraction actually grossed $157 million. So, yeah, so that's all the facts that I got on that. So I wanted to go into what the – this was based on a short short film. Um, and so they've done a TV series about it on uh, Paramount. And it actually goes into, so it jumps between time. It jumps between when he had the affair and it jumps between afterwards. So he's actually gone to jail for killing her. But you don't know if he's killed her. So he goes to jail for it and then it's him and they jump to after he gets out of jail and he's trying to prove that he actually didn't kill her. So you don't know, after the first season, you're still unsure Um they they go through like what she did to him and then they also jump between him in prison and him outside of prison trying to prove that he didn't kill her. So 
jumps different timelines. It's actually quite good. It's not bad. A little different than the movie. I think they're trying to key it up to she's still alive and she faked her death to frame him. Um, but we'll see if season two comes out, I guess. So, yeah. Thoughts, opinions, questions, queries, qualms? No. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, <clears throat> Men telling Glen Coast that, that watching that movie saved their marriage, what is because they'd still be willing to do it had they not thought that their wife could possibly kill a bunny? Like the idea that there would be retribution at that violent is the reason why their marriage was saved. Um, that doesn't I make think sense. it's more that like his life was basically destroyed since having the affair. By the way, mm-hmm. the sex scenes in it were awful. Oh, God, they don't do that well. Um, <clears throat> straight sex. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> roasting or toasting? Look, I'm going to toast it. It's still a good movie. I could do without the sex scenes. I'm going to give it three toasts. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mmm, so toasty. Let me get a little bit of that toast. I believe that that's uh, <clears throat> Glenn Close's first Academy Award nomination because uh, she was nominated for it. She's been nominated like three times or something and not one. Um, <clears throat> and then their year that she was, they thought she was a shoe in to win was the year that Olivia Coleman ended up winning. So, but I do, I, I, if I'm, I, I'm pretty, I'm like 99.7% sure that she was nominated for an Academy Award for this role. I believe you. Um, God, I'm just trying to think. I, I'm really trying to think the last time I watched it. It's at least 20 years ago. But anyway, our next one, Wall Street. Made in okay. the same year. On Disney. Cool. One or, we're just doing the first original Wall Street, yeah? 1987. Gorn Gecko. Gorn Gecko. I can't wait and to see young Charlie Sheen. Young Charlie Sheen was so cute, but he was heavily drugged then too. Aren't they all? Yeah. The 80s. We're getting so close to the American president. So close. <laughs> I just searched the next one. If I can find it on a platform, that's the one I'm here watching. Because the American president is one of my favorite movies, like ever. We're getting there. RuPaul. Drag Race, Down Under, Season 3. Pirate themed this year. For some reason, I'm unsure why. Uh, not sitting very well with the First Nations drag queens. What's that uh, got to do with private? Okay, because basically this country was taken over by people like stolen. Oh, right, I get you now. By people on boats. But it, it's kind of giving me more like survivor energy as opposed to, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, the other thing also is that it has been noted that there are no Australian Indigenous drag queens in this season coming up. 
we got Amel, yep. uh, age 27. She cemented herself as a runway model walking in Australian Fashion Week in both 2021 and 2023. She a model. She a model. She a model. Then we got Ashley Madison, hmm? 25, one of the most notable drag queens in Melbourne, a DJ and owner of a jewellery business. Then we got Bumper Love. Um, She is a New Zealand queen i think yeah i believe she's polynesian but i don't know if she's like samoan tongan or maori or like a cook islander or whatever it is i, I can't i'm not even going to try and pronounce her name it's just not not going to do that um she performs in vaudeville drag cabaret um mm-hmm. all year and she lives in melbourne mm-hmm. so then we've got floor um, she has been a previous competitor on House of Drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriella Labucci. Uh-huh. Um, the least pirate outfit I've noticed. Um, she does it all: singing, dancing, roller skating, hosting, acting. Located in Victoria, Ballarat. Ugh, there's not a lot of stuff in Ballarat, is there? Gold. There's Holly- gold in them bar hills. <laughs> Hollywood star, which I actually met at Melbourne Drag Expo. She was in my book that I wanted to get signed, but she was a little bit acting like a Hollywood star. Not towards me, but just the way that she carried herself. It kind of gave me Lux Noir London vibes. So we'll see. We'll see how she's edited. She was actually on the roster to perform at the zoo and was a last-minute withdrawal. Coincidence? Mm. Mm. Could have been. So she performs in major stage productions like The Book of Mormon and Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Isis Avis Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, known for high, high fashion gowns and gorgeous looks over custom couture creations made by her and worn by many queens. So she's a seamstress. She is. She's also from Melbourne. And the reason why I know that is because when I've been doing the uh, local drag shows, she's been in it. Yes. Um, Ivana Drink from New Zealand. Um, she's the iconic IMDb credit hooker number two on Netflix's Cowboy Bebop. Um, she, I can't pronounce that, a recognizable face on Tamaki Macau Rise K Road. I don't know what that is. Uh-huh. Um, she looks like she performs in a cabaret showgirl. She's married to Anita Wiglet. Yes. Yes. Um, then we have Ivory Glaze. Okay. By day, she works in a bank. And once the sun sets, she can be found exploring all things drag or preventive of bringing exuberance to the drag queen. So obviously she's quite new to drag by the looks of it, maybe. Maybe. She's only 26. Bless. Then we've got... Rita Menu. So hailing from Kiri Kiriroya. Kiri Kiriroya? New Zealand. New Zealand. Rita is a newcomer to the scene. The all singing dancing seamstress is super competitive, having already wowed audiences in the New Zealand drag scene with performance in the local nightclub. She's also won Kita and Anita's Drag Wars competition. 
Ah. Interesting. So did uh, Le Spanky Jackson? So. Oh, no, she was House of Joe. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I think, think we should just wait and see how many episodes in before we go right we're in. Um, obviously we're going to form some opinions in the first or second first episode anyway. Um I'm just trying to gauge if like who I think's going first. <laughs> just for funsies. I think Amel's going first, to be honest. Okay. That's my just from reading. A lot of them have stage experience and seamstress experience and Usually the first challenge is a runaway challenge. Usually. So remember, remember season two, it was the design challenge where Spanky Jackson basically wore two swimming pools. (laughs) I need to watch that again. All right. Well, let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8, top three, Uh, Jessica Wilde. Candy Muse, Jimbo, Makeover Challenge. It's a bit weird doing a Makeover Challenge this late, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a sneaking suspicion that Candy Muse was going to do well. I also had that whole, I think they're just going to fake us out and go, ha, we're going to go top three in the next episode. Actually, to be quite honest with you, I thought this was going to be the last episode. So did I. There were three. There's three. Because that's what I said to you last time was you, because you were like, well, they won't, they're going to have the lip sync next week and Candy Muse might not save Jimbo. And I'm like, but there's only three of them. (laughs) Usually usually that's the last one. Why are they dragging it out? Why you dragged a drag out? So I kind of, I kind of got it right, but it's, I think they were always going to plan that. Maybe. So they had to they had to make over three Lesbonans. Um, There was one in particular who was really struggling to get in touch with her femininity, fem, girly side um, because I'm struggling to say that word today. Uh, fem, femini, femininity. Fem, yeah. Um, Really struggling. Um, some bonds were made. Some outfits were made. Although Candy looked like she already had hers done, um, as in she bought them in. So, I mean, obviously they get a list of the challenges that they're going to do. So um, it was nice. It was sweet, I guess. Was that a um, longer episode? I felt it was longer. For for the least amount of people all season who are competing on there for it to be the longer episode, it, you know what doesn't surprise me, because uh, they they went short in a couple of uh, episodes. Um, so, like, let's just cut down to it. Fucking Candy Muse won the fucking challenge, which meant that that bitch was going through to the fucking final. Mm-hmm. Made me <laughs> extraordinarily unhappy. It's under, however. Out of the three, she actually did deserve to win. I agree. But 
Um, so then she had to lip sync and she lip synced against um Priyanka. Thank you. I was like drawing a total blank. Um lip sync against Priyanka. It was a good lip sync from Priyanka. Um and I find it very difficult to watch Candy Muse do anything right now. Like every time she goes on screen, I just want to smack her around. <laughs> um and so Priyanka wins. But here's the problem. This is where the whole thing doesn't make sense. And then they, they actually had rules in place, like fucking bullshit. So the person who wins the challenge has to choose a lipstick. The left, two leftovers have to choose a lipstick. They're obviously not choosing their own lipstick. So there was always going to be a draw, which meant even if you didn't win the lip sync for your legacy, you were still going to have to choose the person. Like your, your vote is the one that counts. Correct. Right. So Candy Muse doesn't win the challenge. That's fine. Of course, Jimbo and Jessica, who should have been the top two, um, were like voting for each other because, you know, you're not going to vote yourself out at this point. And then um, so they voted for each other. It comes down to uh candy's um lipstick was the one that was going to send somebody home i honestly thought that we all know we all know we all know candy said opportunity to get rid of jimbo she was doing it Mm -hmm. right so of course i went to that place in my head and i'm like fuck jimbo's going jimbo's going yeah but then Candy says I'm Jessica Wilde. Candy should have sent herself home. She didn't deserve she doesn't deserve to be in the top two. She does not deserve to be there. People had opportunities to vote her out in the past and did not take them. And now look what happened. There is a very, very, very strong possibility that she could end up winning All-Stars, regardless of the fact that um, Jimbo's won four. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I don't think so. Depends on what the voting format's going to be next week. It's not going to be just RuPaul. Maybe there's going to be a twist. I mean, this is the first time that we've ever gone heads up into a final episode. Mm. If Candy Muse ends up winning this, I'm out. I don't think you are, but, you know, RuPaul, listen to our threats. I can't handle it if Candy Muse wins because Candy Muse has not done enough necessary to win All-Stars. Yeah, I agree. Jimbo has been the... um, She's been the jinx monsoon of this season. Yeah, she's been the blueprint of what everybody should have been doing the entire season. Except for maybe the lip thing. (laughs) Yeah, but she finally won one. It was so good. And she won it against 
fucking what's the face Silk, silky nutmeg ganache yeah a lip sync assassin i don't think like she got out a couple of times during like her season and like other seasons and stuff so she's obviously not that great a lip sync assassin because she got knocked out a few times yeah, but it's the one where she had to lip sync five times and then lost five on the sixth time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I get that, but you know what I mean. That's why. And she's and honestly, I give her props for when the person didn't show up to lip sync, and, and she so did she, it anyway. She did it anyway. She did the man female. Yeah, that was fucking funny. So I get, I give fun. it to her. Yeah, she annoys me, but I give it to her. So poor Jessica Wild. Yes, Jessica Wild. But because uh, Candy Muse did not win the win the lip sync, that ten thousand that they would normally win is actually going into the fame game. The fame game, which open on the fourteenth. Fame game vote. Tell us how yeah. to vote because we don't know. Yeah, someone give us a heads up on how to do it, and then we'll vote. So the Sydney local drag shows. The Imperial, Thursdays from 7pm, Drag Bingo with Tina Bicky and Diana Seas. We've got the Intergalactic with Space Force, Eli Crawford and Tina Bicky on Thursdays from 10pm. We've got the Vanity's Dream Club Tour at Universal, Friday the 21st of July. At ARC on Fridays, 12.30 and 1.30am, we have Boss with Pomara Fifth. Fifth? Yep. Pomara Fifth? Yep, let's go with that. Then Slayer at the Oxford Saturdays at 9pm with Maxi Shield and Gabe Woods. And in Melbourne, we've got new gigs on the block at Circuit on Wednesdays with Holiday Night, Aboleth Adams, Ruby Princess and Zaza Lugosi. Lugosi? Got Hey Henny at Circuit Thursdays from 9 p.m. with a rotating cast. We've got Drag Race All Stars screening, Molly's Bar and Diner, Fridays from 7 30 p.m. And we've got Drag Bingo, Molly's Bar and Diner, Wednesdays, Isis Avis Loren, maybe? Jemima Hamful and Miss J. Um, I'd like to say make sure you check in the links below. We've got a promotion on now where you can get free shipping with your What She Done Be Doing and anything on the store. Uh, copy the links. Uh, there's a um code you can use that uh once to buy things at the store. Uh, www.dragmeout.com.io. Click on it. There's not that many left, and we're gonna be taking them to Melbourne Drag Expo as well. So if you want to get them in person, we'll be there. Don't forget to watch us on the YouTube. Hit like and subscribe and hit the bell for notification uh, when you're listening to us on your uh, podcast platform. Please give us five stars. Leave a review. As as I keep saying, be a shit review. Just leave us the five five stars. Uh, on a on, on another note, um, okay, let's get real here, people. All right. When we put something up to advertise that we are selling it, don't just fucking like it. Buy it. Seriously, buy I it. Just, I just bought a house. I'm going to be really poor. Just buy the damn things. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> come on, man. They're one of a kind. They take me forever to make. Mm-hmm. 
You will not no. find them anywhere. I make buy them, please. Do it. Also, a DMS with photos, uh, high res photos. If you want to be in the next one, send them. Because people are like, oh, but you didn't include this person. I'm like, I have to choose 24 queens. That is hard to do. Only 24. I'm thinking my next version just going to be UK queens. Only a couple. But I, I think I'm going to do just some UK queens. That'd be nice. Jenny Beard. Cheddar Gorgeous. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to do some UK queens. And it. I was always going to leave out people because I can only choose 24. Uh, we can get them. We can make them bespoke if you actually, like, send us messages and shit. But you know what? Stop liking. Well, I mean, obviously like them. But, like, if you're going to like them, buy them too. Like and share. Like, yeah. And don't go, oh, I need. And then, like, not buy. Because I can tell when you go into the shop. Can you? I can, yes. I have all the um, analytics of the shop and who goes and who abandons the checkouts and everything. I think I've gone in there like four or five times. Um, I can look up that specifically, but it like you've abandoned a checkout cart before. Me? Yeah. Yeah, because you told me I to. I know, I know. I don't Thank you. You is. told me to. You were like, <laughs> we need to find out something. So you need to put it in the cart and tell me what's going on. I know. So, so yeah, don't try and make me up a villain. <laughs> um, oh, and we also have the new packaging, which is just an uh, A3 zip bag. Makes Actual. it easier to sort of carry around. That's probably what we're going to bring to Melbourne or send down to Melbourne because it's just going to be easier. Um, but it makes them cheaper for you guys. But thank you for everybody for watching and listening and we will see you next week with the final of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 8 and our review on, I forgot the movie already, oh, Wall Street. Wall Street, yep. Wall Street. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Dun 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 d